if I were to send out wedding related content to my entire email list, then I would have people unsubscribing because they would assume that I'm not a good fit for them. So if you have different segments of your audience that you can kind of customize your content for, that's going to help you get a higher open rate as well because you're able to curate the content you send to them, making it more specific to what they need. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We've got a really great episode in store for you. And it happens to be 4th of July weekend. I am so excited. Most people will tell you their favorite holiday is Christmas or Thanksgiving, maybe even Easter. But for me, it's 4th of July. I think it goes back to the fact that as a kid, I used to love 4th of July holidays because it meant that my parents were off work, it was summertime, we would head out to the lake, or we would go hang out with friends by a pool, we'd watch fireworks, we'd grill out. It was just the best. I have the greatest memories of 4th of July. And now we get to create these really fun memories with our kids. And we have this tradition now that we go out to our friend's lake house and we hang out in the boat all day and we eat hot dogs and potato chips and we roast marshmallows at night and we watch the fireworks over the lake and we stay up late and we play games and it's just the most fun weekend and we look forward to it every single year. So Hopefully you have some really fun plans this weekend as well. Hopefully the weather's nice. You can get outside. You can enjoy some time with family and friends and enjoy the 4th of July holiday. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Today we are going to dive into a little bit more of email marketing. Guys, this is one of my favorite topics to teach about, to talk about, to share about, and to learn about, really. I'm always learning new ideas for building my email list and nurturing the email list and all those things. So I'm excited to share this with you today. And if you want to check out some of the other episodes I've done on email marketing, you can go back and listen to episode 19, which is where I talk all about how to get started building an email marketing plan. Episode 29 is how to design your first lead magnet. I even have links in those show notes to a free lead magnet templates, which I will link to in these show notes as well. And then episode 49, which is how to nurture your email list with a welcome sequence, which I also have a link for you on that with some free email welcome sequence templates. I love giving you all this fun stuff. Hopefully it helps you to build your email list and start growing those connections with your audience. So today I want to focus on some questions that I get about email marketing and two questions in particular. The first one is, what's a good open rate? Because my open rate feels really low and I want to make sure that I'm doing things right. That's a question I hear pretty often. And the second question kind of ties into that, which is why are my emails not being seen? Why are my emails not getting opened by my audience? And we're going to address some of the issues with that as well. But let's start with the first question about open rates. So I think there's a misconception that when you have an email list that your open rate should be fairly high. You know, if you have 100 people on your email list and you're thinking all 100 are going to open this email or maybe even 75% of them are going to open the email 
And then the reality is you see closer to 20 or 25%. It can be a little discouraging, but I want you to not let that discourage you because really guys, average open rates are in the 20% range. In fact, I pulled up an average email open rate by industry chart. And let me just give you a little bit of a, a visual here. So on this chart, they have about 12 different uh, industries, electronics, software, media, health, retail, finance, education, real estate, and the open rate average. Now, on the lower end is the electronics. So let's talk about electronics being things like maybe Apple or Best Buy, Fry's, um, Samsung, Verizon, places like that. And I think the reason that they're at about a 19% is because it's not something people utilize on a normal, regular basis. Then you have retail. It's about 23%. So retail, you think about all the emails that you may get in your inbox from Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy, Target, uh, Walmart, Kroger, any of those places that you're shopping, you're getting those emails pretty cons- consistently. And their open rate on average is only 23%. So hopefully that gives you kind of a general idea of where your open rate should be. So if you have this list and you're sending out to it regularly and your open rate is only in the 20s, you're still doing really well. Don't let it discourage you. And I've had some that have been lower. I've had some that have been much higher. So there's a lot of factors that can determine the open rate, which we're going to get into in today's episode. But I wanted to start off by letting you know that if you are starting an email marketing campaign or email marketing within your business and you're nervous or hesitant about your open rates because they've been lower than you've expected, don't get discouraged. That's normal. That's the average. You're doing just fine. I promise. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about four reasons why your emails might not be getting opened. And I know this is a problem that a lot of people struggle with, whether it's because your emails are ending up in the spam folder or they're just getting deleted and not read. So today I want to talk about some ways that you can help boost that open rate just a little bit. And the first one I want to talk about is client education. I like to subscribe to a lot of email lists for different reasons, which I'll get into later in the episode and how I use that. But one thing I've noticed recently that I'm really enjoying is that when I subscribe to an email list, one of the first emails that I get is not even just about, hey, here's your free download that you get or welcome to this program or this or that, but they're also teaching me what to do in order to ensure that I see their emails. They're letting me know how to whitelist their email address so that it lets my email account know this is an email address that I want to see in my inbox, not in the spam folder. They are telling you how to move them into different tabs in, in Gmail. And so they're educating us on how to make sure that we are recognizing their emails as something we want, that our email provider is recognizing them as an email we want to see. So that's the first place I would say to start is when you're creating your welcome sequence or your welcome email for a free opt-in or a lead magnet that you have is to add in something to that email that educates your audience on what they should do in order to receive your emails without it going to spam. So it's showing them or telling them how to whitelist and how to label your emails or how to make sure that they 
check that your email address is a safe sender within their email account. Those are things that not everybody understands how to do or even thinks about doing. But if they really want to get your emails and if they've opted into your email ad to your email list through a lead magnet or a free download or a newsletter opt-in, then they clearly want what you're offering. And a lot of times they don't think about it going to spam. They say, oh, I've got this free download. And then they think they never hear from you again. And then maybe five months down the road, they check their spam folder and they've got all these emails from you that they didn't even realize that you were sending. So in that initial email, teach them what they need to do in order to make sure your emails are ending up in their inbox and not somewhere else or getting lost in the chaos of an inbox. So that's the first thing. Second thing is make sure that your subject matter is something that they're interested in. So this kind of goes back to knowing your ideal client. What is it that your client really wants to hear about? If you are a hair and makeup artist and your emails are all about politics or fashion or motherhood, that may not be something that your audience really wants to hear. Maybe they just want makeup and hair tips from you. You also want to be really careful with the sales pitch emails. If you are sending out a sales email every single week, they're going to stop opening them because they don't necessarily want to be sold to. They want content that they can use and put to use in their life. So if you're a health and wellness coach and you're constantly telling them, sign up for my program, it starts now, buy this from me, sign up to be part of this program that I offer, then they're not going to open your emails if they're not interested in those things. But if you're sending out content that is teaching them something, that is helping them create recipes, that's helping them do workouts, that's helping them find resources or find products that are great for their health and wellness, then that's going to be something they're going to want to open every time. Now, another thing you can think about is segmenting your email list. So as a photographer, I cater to a couple of different genres of photography. I do weddings, I do boudoir, and I do branding sessions and headshots. List three very different audiences. So within my email list, I have segmented those different audiences. So that way, when I get ready to send out an email that is wedding-related content, I'm only sending it to the segment of my email list that has said they are interested in wedding-related content. If I'm getting ready to send out an email about a boudoir sale that I'm running, then I might send it to my brides and my boudoir clients. So you can have some crossover. But what I do within my email program is I segment based on how they came into my email list. So I have lead magnets for brides, I have lead magnets for boudoir clients, and I have lead magnets for my branding sessions. If you come into my email list because you downloaded the boudoir guide, the experience guide for boudoir sessions, then you're going to go into that segment of boudoir clients. So anytime I send out information that is geared towards boudoir sessions, I'm going to send it to the people that have said they're interested in that specific content. That's going to help ensure that the content that they are receiving is relevant to what they want. If I were to send out wedding-related content to my entire email list, then I would have people unsubscribing because they would assume that I'm not a good fit for them. So if you have different segments of your audience that you can 
kind of customize your content for, that's going to help you get a higher open rate as well because you're able to curate the content you send to them, making it more specific to what they need. Now, obviously, there's going to be times when your entire audience can get the same email from you, or maybe you don't need segments. Maybe your entire audience is there for one specific reason. That's fine. But if you do have multiple segments within your email list, then you're able to be more specific in the content you're sending out, which means the subject matter is going to be way more relatable to your audience, making them want to open those emails way more often. All right, number three is the subject line. This is a fun one because it's something I think a lot of people struggle with. And I like to think of the subject line sort of like the cover of a magazine. I was standing in line at Target today, and as I was waiting for the checkout line to move forward, I noticed all of the magazines that were sitting there in the checkout aisle. And it got me thinking about subject lines. Obviously, I knew I was going to be talking about this in the podcast later today, and so it was on my mind. And I started thinking about how magazines sell their magazines the same way that we sell our email content with subject lines. They have to choose the best, most eye-catching, most intriguing headlines from the front cover or their magazines would never sell. You know, I think about like Us Weekly and People magazines that focus a lot on celebrity content and what's going on in pop culture. And they always have the same, you know, who wore it best or, you know, celebrities are just like us. Well, if they were to put that on the cover of their magazine, it probably wouldn't sell as many copies as if they were to put you know, latest celebrity gossip, this couple breaks up, or this couple's getting married, or this one's having a baby, or this one got fired from the latest movie set. Those are the headlines that grab our attention. And while they may only be one article within the entire magazine, it's enough to make us want to pick up the magazine and read through it, or even pay money to buy the magazine in the first place. So your subject line for your email needs to be that headline, that eye-catching headline that makes them want to click that email, read through the content that you're sharing. So how do you create an eye-catching subject line? Well, a couple of tips for you. One, you do want to make sure that your subject line matches what's in the content of your email. If you are just creating subject lines for the sake of getting them to open your email and then it doesn't have anything to do with the content in your email, then all you're doing is you're creating clickbait and you're going to lose trust with your audience. So you want to make sure that your headline is catchy and it's intriguing, but it's not misleading. So here are a couple things I recommend doing in order to help you really find some strong subject lines for your emails. The first thing I like to do is I create a swipe file within my email account, my personal email account or my business one as well. And it's literally just titled email swipe file. And so every time I get an email that has a great subject line, something that really catches my attention. And I do, I have a lot of emails because I sign up for a lot of email mailing lists because I want to see what other people are doing with their email marketing. So I may get up every morning and have 30 to 50 emails I can go through, sometimes more, sometimes less. But what I do is instead of just clicking through and deleting the ones that aren't relevant to me, I take a few minutes to really look at the headlines, the subject line. And if it's something that intrigues me, especially if it's from a company I don't normally pay attention to, then I save it into that swipe file. And the reason I do that is because even though I have no interest in the content of that email or it may not be relevant to me at the moment... I don't want to just delete it because when I'm stuck 
and I'm trying to come up with an email subject line, I have an entire folder now in my email inbox that I can go to with examples of eye-catching and intriguing and interesting subject lines. Now, of course, I'm not copying those subject lines, but I am using them as inspiration. I now have an entire file of email subject line inspiration that I can draw from. So start signing up for email lists. Even if you create an entire separate Gmail account or Yahoo account that you can just use to give out for email marketing, you know, email lists and start saving the ones that really stand out to you. You can do this the same way with email content. So if you open an email and it has a really great content layout or design or the information is really well presented, then save that as well because you might need that at some point for inspiration as well. So don't be afraid to grab that swipe file. Now, the other thing that I think is really helpful when you're creating subject lines is you want to make sure your subject line is something that catches people's attention. One of the biggest mistakes I see in my inbox is when people just send out an email with the subject line you can tell they didn't put a lot of thought into. So it might read something like, check out the latest blog post, or have you heard of our summer sale? Or it might even read something like, here's the latest newsletter from XYZ Company. Those are not email subject lines that really get me excited to read what's inside. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. To show you some examples of some companies that are sending out great subject lines, I went back through my swipe file and pulled out some of my favorite subject lines from companies that you may already be using and subscribing to as well. So the first one was Warby Parker. So they do prescription eyeglasses and I've purchased some blue light blocking glasses from them before. So I'm on their email list. And one thing that they sent out is an email that just says, uh-oh, your prescription is expiring. And so that's a great way to get attention is if you kind of make it personal to them, letting them know like, hey, something's coming, you know, you need to see what's going on. And then Grubhub said, last day to see what this mystery email is all about. So that also lets them know that there's something mysterious and fun if they open the email. There is some kind of time constraint, like you need to open this today because it's the last day. And then some companies kind of go with some subject lines that are intriguing by 
kind of adding a little bit of mystery. So this one is Refinery29. It said, 10 bizarre money habits making millennials richer. And that kind of makes you want to go, oh, I want to know, like, what are these bizarre money habits? Anything that's outside the box. Groupon, they decided to do one that was kind of entertaining and fun. It says, deals that make us proud, unlike our nephew Steve. And then Travelocity said, need a day at the beach? Just scratch and sniff your way to paradise. And then Fabletics, they tried to play on my emotion of wanting to look good. They said, your butt will look great in these workout pants. Sephora did the same thing with products the celebs are wearing. And then HP had one that was new must-haves for your office, which gets people interested in like, oh, I want the latest and greatest things. So what are these must-haves that I must, that I need to have? LeMayer sent out one that said, a little luxury at a great price. And then Pizza Hut, they were relying on the idea that you want to save money. So it said, feed your guests without breaking the bank. And that was sent out right before, I believe, the Super Bowl. Um, Ikea, I love Ikea's emails. Their subject lines are always really good. It's like, where did all the toys go? And their whole email was about toy and kid storage. And then Uber, which might be one of my favorites, they said, all it said was, so I'll pick you up at seven, question mark. So these are some subject lines that I think are really exciting. These are the ones that I go back to and kind of use as inspiration. Of course, I wouldn't just copy these right out, but I would make sure that I'm using them as a fun way to get creative. Another article that I read suggested trying to use emojis, and they suggested putting the emoji at the beginning of the email instead of at the end. And the example they gave was if you're sending out something that was like free gift inside or open this email for a fun surprise, and they put a little emoji at the beginning of a little gift box. Or if you're sending out something wedding related, maybe you have a little engagement ring emoji at the beginning of it. So those can also help stand out. The last thing I want to remind you of with your email subject lines is that a lot of your readers are going to be viewing their emails on a device, a tablet, an iPhone. And so you want to make sure that your subject line is not super long because then it won't always show up in the subject line completely. So you want to make sure you kind of keep it short and sweet. And if you aren't sure, then just sort of send yourself a test email and see how it looks on a mobile device so that it's not cutting off a really important part of your subject line. And now the final reason why your emails might not be being opened is going to seem almost too simple. And that is that they're not checking their email that day. Or maybe it did go to spam. So here's a fun way you can help make sure that your audience knows to check their email or to look for an email from you. We all use social media. And so use social media to your advantage. Post to Facebook, post to Instagram, put up an Instagram story or a Facebook story or post into your group a fun way and say, hey, new email went out today. Make sure you check it. It's got some really great information inside. Or share a little snippet of the email and say, want to read more of this? Go check your inbox. It could also be a really great way to get people to sign up for your email list because if they see you posting regularly about these great emails that you're sending out and this great content you're giving your audience, they're going to want to be a part of that as well. So don't be afraid to say, hey, I sent out an email today. Make sure you go check your inbox because a lot of people, if they have signed up for your email list using a personal account or maybe an email address they don't check very often, or if your email did go to spam, they're not going to think to check that. They may not be checking that inbox every single day or they're not checking their spam folder every day. And so don't be afraid to blast it from the rooftops and let people know, hey, you've got a little something from me in your inbox. Go check it out. 
And again, you can always share a little sneak peek, a little snippet, and get people excited about being part of your email list. One thing that I saw a company do that I thought was really kind of cool was they turned their emails into a scavenger hunt. So once they sent out an email to their list, they would post on social media saying, hey, we've just sent out this really great email. If you can find the, or if you can answer these questions based on the email content, DM us, send us the answer to these three questions. If you get them all right, we'll give you a discount code for your next order, or we'll send you something for free. And I thought that was a really fun way to not only get people to read your email or to open your email, but then to come back and interact with you and show that they're really invested in building a relationship and a connection with you. So that's another fun way you can get people excited about looking forward to your emails is that if you kind of make it a fun little game, you know, post to Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, new email went out today. If you saw it, drop an emoji below and let me know. Or ask them to answer a question in the comments about something that was inside the email. Make it a fun way for them to interact with you so it's not so much just, hey, go read my email. It's, hey, read the email and then come back here and let's have a conversation about it. So find a way to make it creative, find a way to get your audience involved so that they look forward to your emails coming every week or month or daily or how often you're sending them. You want them to be excited to open those emails and to feel like they're connected with you. All right, guys, so those are four tips, four ways that you can get more people to open your emails, to boost that open rate, and to get people having and building a relationship with you through email marketing. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to let you know that if you are interested in learning more about email marketing, whether you are starting from the ground up or you are growing your email marketing program within your business, I want to invite you to join Business Builders. Business Builders is the monthly digital subscription filled with video trainings, easy to use templates, hands-on workbooks that helped you take your business up a notch. Plus, you get one-on-one coaching calls, Q&A sessions, and a community of supportive entrepreneurs. It's practical, supportive, and effective business tools, all with a built-in support system. All you have to do is head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business builders to learn all about it. For one low monthly payment, you get monthly video trainings, workbooks, marketing templates, done-for-you social media content, styled stock images, and easy-to-implement action plans. And the best thing is every month you're subscribed, your toolkit only grows in size because your library will populate with new monthly content that focuses on everything from social media marketing, using hashtags, finding your ideal client and growing your email list. And it all stays within your toolkit. So as your business grows, your toolkit grows with you and you have a plethora of content you can always come back to and learn from, refresh your memory on ask questions within the Facebook group. There's such a great community of women that are building businesses and doing it all together. So if you're running a business and you want to take it to the next level, you want to learn more about how to run the business side of a business, maybe you're really great at the creative side, but you're struggling with the business side, then Business Builders is for you. And this month, like I said, we're talking all about email marketing. We're going to have Q&A sessions. I've got tons of done-for-you templates and training videos within the module for you to learn from. So head over to girlmeansbusiness.com slash businessbuilders and check it out today.
All right, guys, that does it for today's show. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media or shoot me an email at girlmeansbusinesspod at gmail.com. More than happy to answer any questions you have. All right, ladies, have a wonderful week. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend, and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.